Welcome to the Echo Cast, episode 99, one away from that hundo. This is a podcast about the Division 2, its community, news, speculation, and updates. I am Bon Diesel, and I do Division stuff, such as this podcast, Twitch streams, YouTube videos, and lots and lots of just terrible Twitter content. If you can take a moment to rate this podcast on whatever platform you are listening to it on, I do appreciate it. It helps me get noticed. Today, we are going to do a big old deep dive into the special announcement about Warlords of New York yesterday, Uh, some division community topics, a listener question, some content updates, and that'll be about it. But it'll be plenty, I promise. I want to thank this month's Patreon supporters, Hassan, Christian, Darren, Justin, Tim, PK, DJ, Jimmy, Benny, and Tony. If you would like to to support this podcast and my other content, please check out patreon.com slash the echo cast. I am doing a division DZ agent statue giveaway that is ongoing on my Twitter at bond diesel or I'll try to remember to post it in the description of this wherever you are watching or listening. The giveaway ends on February 19th, and I will announce the winner during a live recording of my 100th episode that should take place on the 19th in the afternoon. Okay, so special announcement recap. So uh, we had Hamish. And basically everyone who's ever appeared on State of the Games from the development team. Um, So people that we've seen before, like Trick and Thylander and Drew, uh, Rasmus. Uh, We had a new face, Ada, I believe her name was. Um, She was with Trick. Um, Very, very knowledgeable, very cool um, to hear from her. Um, Apparently the ETF people knew her pretty well. Um, So... Very cool to get some new faces. Um, What I'm going to try to do is basically just dive in to the majority of what we saw and learned. Then I'm going to do an ad break. And then I'm going to talk about it all. And we'll go from there. Okay. So uh, they confirmed episode three will release on February 12th, which is today, this morning. It actually, um, as of recording of this podcast, uh, like five or ten minutes ago, um, they opened it up. So um, I will be streaming it afterwards if you happen to listen to this uh, right after I post it on uh, twitch.tv slash Bond Diesel. They also confirm that Warlords of New York will drop on March 3rd, and that will come along with title update 8 changes. Episode 3 has a few fixes and and minor changes. Um, Title update 8 is coming with like gear 2.0 and just everything different. So with Warlords being title update 8, it's going to be a huge content drop and a ton of core changes to the game. Um, It's not just gear 2.0. They're changing a lot, and we'll get to it. Um, The Warlords expansion um, is the Division's franchise, first actual expansion in the game. Um, 
and it has us returning to New York City to hunt down Keener, who has attacked the SHD base of operations located in the New York City um, City Hall building um, using a new f- a new strain of the dollar flu virus. Um, I-, I assume they'll explain why um, the-, the base of operations moved. Um, maybe the old one is still in some type of operation, but uh, I don't know. Hopefully they talk about it. Uh, in this part of the special announcement, there are a bunch of videos. Um, one of them confirmed that the sticky bomb is returning as a skill. And there's um, some other skill mods or skill variants that kind of seem like the hive, um, but have some pretty different functionality. Um, one is like a taser trap that spreads over a large area. Uh, another is a hologram that uh, will aggro enemies and you can like flank or get off some sneaky moves or get away if that's um, what you need to do. Uh, since the base of operations was destroyed, um, the agents are now operating out of a civilian base called Haven. And we found out that this uh, base is operated um, by a militia called the Peacekeepers and is led by Paul Rhodes from the first game. The Peacekeepers will tolerate you, um, but they don't like you and they don't trust you because of what Keener's done. While the agents understand that Keener is rogue, um, the people in the city see all of the agents the same. And um, Keener's betrayal um, has kind of made all of them look bad. You can also pet a super adorable and gigantic German Shepherd puppy in Haven. To track down Keener, you'll have to take down four of his lieutenants. Um, those, uh, there are four rogue agents that he's recruited. And to find them, you'll have to um, complete tasks and different things in the open world that will unlock the ability to track him down. The example in the video that was shown uh, was a agent helping the peacekeepers take down a control point. I believe it was a Rikers control point. And one of the peacekeepers clues the agent in um, to the next place that they should check for information. Uh, it's kind of like an investigation thing. Kind of taking from the mechanic of uh, Kinley College, um, but putting it in the more regular game. When you find these agents and track them down and kill them, this is when you get one of the skills or skill mods that they um, that they unlock, such as the hologram and so on. They did confirm that the cleaners and Rikers are returning to the game, um, and that they uh, two of the lieutenants are working with each, and so you'll you'll be fighting lots of upgraded Rikers and cleaners. Um, it seems like both uh, have. Uh, they basically lore-wise explain that the the agents have trained them up and equipped them better. Um, I believe there's a there's a shot where some of the Rikers have like a Nemesis sniper rifle and um, some pretty badass weapons. So um, I suspect that these guys aren't going to be easy. Um, they did confirm that the Black Tusk will be involved in Manhattan and that they actually will have some new archetypes. Um, kind of inspired by them recruiting the leftover LMB soldiers. Uh, so like the rusher, 
from Division One with a shotgun uh, who yells at you <laughs> and uh, throws grenades at you um, should be returning. One of the big changes is that, is that the level cap is raising up to 40. Um, that's in place of a skill uh, or a gear score uh, raise. Uh, the gear score was heavily based on the RNG of the gear stats, and since that's going away, they're moving to a straight level system. Uh, Pricing-wise, the expansion for existing Division owners, Division 2 owners, is going to be 30 bucks. Um, it is not included in the year one pass. There's been people saying that, and that's false. Uh, new players who don't have the Division 2 at all will be able to purchase uh, the base division game and warlords for 40 bucks so basically the base game for 10 or for 60 dollars and you get the ultimate edition of the base game and then warlords on top of that so you basically pay 30 bucks for the ultimate edition which was 120 dollars a year ago if you don't get the expansion you'll still get all of the title update benefits um, in DC, but you won't get the exclusive gear, guns, skills, and story that make up Warlords. And you'll stay at level 30, but you'll be able to reach a new gear score of 515. I have seen some confirmation that you will be able to play with agents who are level 40 through the buddy system, where it'll raise your stats up and you can play with them in their world, um, but you will not be able to play in NYC. And I'm not positive about like DZ and stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping that the DZ um, does some type of scaling and lets everyone play together because we don't want to split the player base. Okay, Warlords will introduce new brand sets and all of the current sets will be revamped. New gear sets with all of the current sets being revamped. New exotics with all of the current ones being revamped. And a bunch of new weapons. Um, new weapons that were shown in the trailers include a double barrel M4 um, that looked really cool. And it's a real gun. Um, it's called a Classic Army DT4, I believe. And it's wild looking. Um, and it's super cool. So I already have my eyes on that one. They also showed a bunch of exotics. One of them being a gold-plated LMG. It's called Bullet King, and uh, if you use it pr appropriately, it, in theory, never has to reload. Uh, they did talk about the DZ briefly, um, but it sounds like they're going to go into more detail later on a specific stream. Um, there is not a new DZ in New York City. They are not reopening the old one. Um, but the current ones will have one more extraction each which is awesome it's only two extractions made it a little too cramped especially in dz south in my opinion uh, they're going to do a simplified dz flagging system that is way 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 faster it's almost instant when you hit the button and it won't interrupt other actions so in theory you can be aiming down sights hitting going rogue and then firing as soon as you flag rogue and you will hopefully allow people to con continue to be able to kind of drop, you know, drop on people uh, without having the big warning of like, oh, a rogue is going, going, or or an agent is going rogue. Um, they did get rid of the gray status, so you're either going to be rogue or not. And um, they did bring back the you have lost connection to the SHD network audio 
when you enter into the DZ, which I think is super cool. That was still one of my favorite parts um, about going in there, of course, other than murdering people. Uh, they did mention, uh, this is where things get kind of random because <laughs> they started throwing in kind of random information in the post show. Um, there will be two new quote unquote mysterious threats. Um, in NYC, I don't know if this is going to apply in DC as well. Um, and it includes hunters. Um, what it also includes is what they called not hunters. Um, but they seemed super giddy about it. Um, but in, in the one clue they dropped is that it makes like completing missions and activities more interesting. So I'll speculate on that after the mid roll. Uh, seasons were introduced, um, and they basically seem to re be replacing the episodic system. They confirmed that there's no year two pass. The seasons uh, will last for three months each and will include new targets, uh, new people to hunt down who will actually have more skills and skill mods. Um, narrative content, uh, global events are returning. Uh, they'll have leagues and a new um, new weapons and gear. Uh, the global events will um, feature modifiers kind of like Division 1 did, and the leagues will make seasonal activities competitive and have a leaderboard and will have rewards for people who perform exceptionally on those. There will be uh, like a seasonal reward system. Um, it, essentially, it looks like a battle pass, um, and there's going to be a free tier that everyone gets, and then there's going to be a paid tier um, that offers more more items. Um, they haven't really clarified on that yet, um, and that will be on top of the thirty bucks. So um, I think pricing is going to be important there. If it's five or ten dollars, people will probably buy in. If it's more than that; they may be pushing their luck. It was also revealed that there would be a global difficulty modifier added um, that lets you change literally the entire DC map or NYC, I assume. Um, to hard level enemies or challenge or heroic. Due to that, they did clarify that now um, all missions are eligible for heroic and um, all factions. So it's not just invaded missions um, now. It's going to be any faction can be heroic. They also pointed out that the strongholds have a new legendary mode where they can um, they have an upgraded version of the black tusk and you'll be able to fight them and apparently they are um, it sounds like they basically implemented some more advanced ai um, probably something like the hunters and um, they'll just be much more challenging they also talked about how there's going to be directives added back in um, if you remember the underground from division one um, they're going to have the ability to modify the game um, which will increase the difficulty which will increase your general loot drops um, or the quality of them they did talk about the raid and how they expect it in spring of 2020 which is relatively soon and they talked about how um, it will be available to people who buy warlords and those who do not there will be a level 40 version of the raid and a level 30 version. Uh, they also introduced a new system called, uh, I believe it was called Shade Levels or Shade Leveling, um, which is essentially a type of endless progression system um, that lets you, uh, from what I could tell, there were like five different selections that um, every time you reach a new shade level, 
Uh, one, it displays, other people can see it. And it lets you pick from a pool of um, the, what it showed was hazard protection was one of the things that you can add on to your character that doesn't involve gear. Um, it also looked like you can um, get rewards of either like X, I think it looked like it was credits or um, materials. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be a bunch of like fairly small progressions, but as you add them up, they will matter. Uh, they did clarify that gear dies now. We'll, ha we'll actually die the entire piece of gear. Um, in the current Division 2, if you die something white, say, um, most of the items, it only actually dies like half of the item. Um, that's going to change. It's going to die the whole thing. So if that's annoyed anyone else, like it has me, should enjoy it. Uh, and then the last little thing they kind of threw in is that they've actually brought back um, the the like face and head shapes and kind of the design of the agents that you could pick from in Division 1. Um, but it sounds like you can only get them by um, making a new character. So keep an eye out for that. And what you should also keep an eye out for is this mid-roll. Okay, so my thoughts on the whole thing. Um, so my kind of overall meta thoughts are, um, I thought I was fairly certain from little whispers I had been hearing and information that was being released publicly, um, I had a feeling this was going to be a big update. This is going to be the biggest one that they've ever done. I had a feeling, you know, it was going to be significant, obviously. I, and I would have never guessed, especially after the episode three announcement was kind of a dead fish, you know, like, oh, cool, two new missions, whatever. The fact that um, they, they've they've rebuilt, you know, a whole section of the map that we didn't get to play in in Division 1. Um, if you look at the map, some people have already kind of tried to chart out how much of Manhattan um, from some of, there's some quick shots in the trailer showing um, the zones. So there's basically four zones in it. Looks like it encompasses basically all of Southern Manhattan. Um, it's really cool. Uh, it's much more than I expected. Um, all of this stuff. Um, when I saw some people a couple weeks ago saying that this update is going to be the Division's Taken King update, um, I I believe it now. Um, this because it not only introduces cool like short-term stuff, but it's trying to set the game up that for most people you will almost always have something to do that will progress your character. And that's awesome, because we haven't really ever had that in the Division, even in the, the Division 1. I mean, you maxed out your build, and you were basically done. As for the actual content, um, for Warlords of uh, New York, uh, the main story, uh, you know, it seems like we've got you know, actual story content, actual, you know, stuff going on, progressing what's, um, what's been happening. Um, I like that they've kind of positioned episode three as like a prologue for this update. Um, I like that this update is coming so quickly. It's only a few weeks away already. Um, yeah, that's impressive in my opinion. Uh, the side story and stuff like that, it sounds like there's going to be lots of intel that you can collect. There's going to be other stuff going on. Um, secrets to find um, the return of the hunters I think is awesome if you look at the trailer 
the hunter they show in the trailer is like a quote unquote regular hunter. Um, he doesn't have like a special mask or anything crazy. Um, so my guess is that there's going to be some type of, it's not going to be like a one and done like the current hunters. I assume there's going to be some type of system where you can, um, you know, fight, you know, you'll be like randomly attacked by the hunters, um, maybe in the open world, maybe in certain locations, you know, people are going to have to figure that out. Um, on top of that, this new not hunter thing that they're talking about. Um, if I had to guess, I'm going to guess that there's maybe going to be, um, like randomly attacking like assassin squads or something. Maybe there's going to be some type of deal where, you know, Keener puts out a call to rogue agents and says, you know, go after this agent. And so you'll have a few like maybe rogue agents or, you know, some type of like new unit or some ambusher faction people or underground faction people will just randomly pop up in the open world or maybe even in missions and in, in activities um, to make things more difficult on you. We'll have to um, we'll have to see. Um, but all of that stuff seems awesome. The The whole Warlords of NYC seems like a lot of fun. Um, I'm excited to see how that story progresses. Um, and how they tell the stories of each of the lieutenants. And then however our final standoff with Keener is going to go. Um, that should be interesting. Uh, the DZ changes. You know I've even said as someone who I kind of don't. I'm not super worried about the DZ. Um, I would like it to be more fun. And to be a place I would want to go more. But especially with all of the other changes. I'm not super worried about it. Um, it seems like they're trying to make some incremental changes. It doesn't seem like the big giant change that everyone was kind of hoping for. Um, they have been emphasizing how big of a change the new gear system is and that it impacts PVP a lot in a good way. Um, but, you know, we'll have to kind of wait to see how that goes. Um, I've seen some talk and chitter chatter about how until they fix PVP, it's not going to, you know, they're not going to fix the player base or bring the game back. I, I just... <laughs> This genre doesn't have to have PvP if you have really good PvE activities. Um, yeah, you're going to lose those PvP-only people. Um, but that's not a majority of the player base. And um, I do want those people to be happier with this game. Um, if they are able to be or if they'll let themselves be. Um, sometimes I feel like there's a large number of people in the Division 2 community will never be happy with anything they do or implement um, just minutes after all of this stuff was announced there were already people complaining about the division one year pass uh, year one pass stash space still and things that are just done <laughs> things that are over and um, and that's fine but uh, with DZ stuff you know I, I I I do feel bad for the people who are into that because there's been essentially radio silence from that front uh, for a long time. Um, and I was really hoping that this would be some type of big update for them, but you know, we'll have to, um, we'll have to wait and see, I guess when it comes to all the new stuff. Uh, so the new gear items, they only showed off a few, but they did kind of preview some of the new brands Um the brands in general, even the revamped current ones seem much more focused. Um, you know, like now the one that has SMG damage, also has crit chance and crit damage, you know, as it should, because that's makes sense. <laughs> um, the old brand sets or the way that they are now, um, are so convoluted that, you know, they're, they're so kind of almost bipolar sometimes where 
The first two talents make sense for one type of gameplay, but then the third talent is something completely different or something that's not even that useful. Um, so I'm excited to see how the brands are much more focused and how the new ones are going to impact. Um, new guns, like I said, that double-barreled that double barreled, um, M4 looks badass. Um, I can't wait to check that out. Um, a lot of the exotics looked really cool. I believe there was like a wood stock um, AUG that looked really neat. Um, so I'm definitely curious to see that. Um, there, they described one of the SMGs um, that are exotics and how the more you move, the more damage it does. And if you melee, it gives you even more buffs. And it's just so that there definitely seems like they're, they're going to try to make various items to push people into um, different types of uh, gameplay and different types of styles. Uh, and I'm definitely curious to see how people, you know, would pair a set like that or a gun like that with brand sets and exotics and so on. Um, the new skills are really interesting. Like I said, there was one that's like a hologram that takes aggro. There's another one that's like a big electrical trap that sets like a field of mines. Um, if the enemies go into it, they get shocked and you can take them down. Um, they have the sticky bomb coming back. So there is a explosive one and there was a fire one that looks like it has like an area of effect and it um, attaches and will burn whatever you attach it to. Um, yeah, these seem really cool. I'm kind of curious. It seems like they're going to keep adding um, different mods and stuff like that as time goes on. Um, so we'll have to see if we ever get back some of the um, some of the old like the tripwire or the EMP sticky and things like that. Uh, with price and timing, I mean, the different packages, I think, are a good idea. Um, obviously, this is where it gets kind of controversial and, and that's fine. Um, you don't have to agree with me about this kind of stuff. I I think 30 bucks for this expansion for existing players is awesome. Um, I think people that are upset that this isn't part of the year one free content. I, I mean, obviously, it'd be cool if it was free. But, you know, I, it, they, they've probably worked on this for the last year. And things aren't free. Ubisoft is not a charity. And... Other games, I think, would have charged $60 for this content. So I think 30 is pretty dang reasonable. I also think packaging the game for 40 or 60 for brand new players and giving them the opportunity to skip up to level 30 and start in New York City and then go back and do the, the, the year one of the game afterwards is really cool because it gets people right in there. Um, I, I think the new seasons, uh, you know, the way that they're going to do that system is cool. I think they need to be very careful about how they price the season reward battle pass thing. Um, but, you know, I, I will trust them for now. Um, I think the battle pass is a really good idea. It's a, it's a way to get people coming back and to keep playing. Because while you work on battle pass stuff, you'll also be upgrading your shade level. And it kind of goes back and forth. They're going to have these seasons. The, the season they showed with the seasonal rewards, the battle pass showed i think five different rewards and up at the top it was page one of 20. um so you're talking about you know a hundred rewards um you know that you can earn over time over the three months um i i hope that they're not too crazy with the way they do like the the modifiers and stuff but i'll not worry about that until we actually see it um, overall community reaction i think has been really good 
Um, obviously, there's always going to be the turds in the bucket who are going to, you know, like I said before, you know, you aren't going to please everyone. Um, I've kind of made the joke that if you can please 75% of the community, 75%, then that's pretty dang good. And, um, and, and I think that they've definitely gotten there. This update was more than I expected, even as a big fanboy of the game. Um, the, the, it's, it's just so much bigger. It sounds like that even with what we know that there's more to it, that after you complete the New York City expansion, you go back to D.C. and things are different in D.C. once you've done that. So I'm curious to see what that means. I think that this is going to be just a really good thing for the game. And I'm really happy for the devs more than anything. The devs and the CMs, like on that stream yesterday, they were just so happy. <laughs> you know, um, it, it was one of those things where, you know, they they were showing us their baby and they were so proud of their baby. Um, and I really think they should be this. This isn't like some of the other things where, you know, there are things that even if they were excited about them, it was like, Hey, you know, here's this cool thing we were working on. And, and the community kind of groans, you know, like, uh, like to them, it's not that big of a deal. This was a situation where I think the devs had every right to be super happy about what they were showing us. And I'm really excited to check it out myself. Okay, um, so some community topics. Um, there was an interesting situation. I, I'm this. My intent here. I'm not gonna call people out. I'm not gonna name people by name. I'm gonna do my best to not even talk about you know specific situations. Um, but there was kind of an interesting um, from watching some videos and, and peeking the Twitter yesterday. Um, there, there's some people who have been involved in the division community for a long time. Um, who are like kind of mid-tier content creators, kind of, you know, not shrouds, not that type of thing. Um, but, you know, they're full-timers and they and they have a, you know, a decent little following. Um, and there are people who were kind of moaning and groaning about not getting sponsored streams for Division 2, um, for Episode 3, and I assume not for the expansion either. And um, now I believe some of these, some of the people that I saw complaining did get free trips um, for preview events and got to record footage and make videos and, and drop stuff right when the embargo lifted. Um, you know, like my experience as like a part-time or kind of hobbyist creator um, who's pretty niche, who kind of sticks to just division um, and I dabble a little bit otherwise um, I think even I can understand frustration, right? Like, especially if you've been involved in the community for a long time. Um, and if it was your livelihood and you feel like you have dedicated to something that could have helped you, then I get the frustration. On the other hand, <laughs> I think what people are kind of overlooking is that like some of the people and I'm we're going to be real general here but not all of the people you know just because you've been involved with the game since the start doesn't mean you've always been like a good steward of the community it doesn't mean that you've always been a good influence and always created you know a constructive environment and i i do think that they should be loyal to people who have been loyal to them 
but I think that it's okay for you know for the, for Ubisoft or Massive or whoever makes these choices to maybe not involve people because they you know maybe don't believe the people are super great influences and things like that. Um, there's also a a line where if Ubisoft is going to pay a creator to show off their game, they want it to reach the biggest and widest audience possible. And even some of these kind of mid-tier creators just don't have the eyes that the real big ones do. Um, maybe that's a bad excuse. Maybe it's selfish. Maybe it's what it is. Um, but I don't, I, I, it's business, man. <laughs> they, they aren't here for good feelings and high fives. It's especially the people deciding who gets to do this type of thing. Um, you know, like I don't think I should, or even deserve to have that type of promotion or attention. Um, because I don't matter <laughs> in the big picture. Right. And, and I guess I just struggle with like, when would I not feel that way? When would I feel like I do deserve it or feel entitled to it? And I guess for me, a lot of these people who are kind of complaining about the situation are people who have moved on from the game. They, they, they do other stuff. Um, and, and they do get, you know, I, I specifically saw one person say that, um, you know, they, they, they streamed a mobile game for like two streams and got their rent paid for the month, um, which is cool, but that's also kind of selling out. <laughs> um, you know, and that's fine. You know, you gotta make money. You gotta put, you gotta pay your rent. And I understand that. Um, but to me, I guess it seems like there are opportunities for these people to get sponsored streams and so on and so forth. You know, not to mention all of the people who subscribe to them and give them bits and give them donos and so on and so forth and the sponsorships they have. But to me, it's just like, it's weird. Just the way that I saw some people calling the situation out and it didn't feel like they were really complaining about not, not getting sponsored streams. It seems like they were just kind of, passively saying i want to do a sponsored stream um and if that's what you want to do i'm sure there's people that you know they can reach out to i know for a fact there's people they can reach out to doesn't mean it's gonna work um but i don't know the whole situation just felt kind of grody to me um but i also don't want to pass too much judgment because who's to say that those people um you know i don't know their situations maybe they were promised sponsored streams and then they retracted or something I don't know. I try to see the best in people. Um, I do my best <laughs> as I hope we all do, but that whole thing just felt so kind of gross to me. Um, but at the same time, I trying to remember that maybe I don't know the whole situation. So yeah. Another thing I think we learned yesterday is that if people are making leaks and clickbait, um, to maybe not believe it, there were a few different people promoting this idea and um, that episode three was going to drop on the 18th of this month. And they, they backed up that idea by showing supposed emails from Ubisoft um, that were sent to people who were NDA'd. Um, but you know, the people who were showing this stuff were not NDA'd, so they felt like it was okay to do that. And what essentially came out was that it was all false. It was either made up or, you know, whatever. Um, but it mentioned like this, 
it happened in episode two as well as there's this like secret server where content creators can preview stuff and make videos. And I've still seen people talking about it. Um, but as far as I can tell, it's not even real. Um, you know, and then they, you know, obviously the, the patch dropped six days before they said it would. Um, it's just, it's just weird. It's very odd. <laughs> it's, um, I've seen, it looks like most of the people deleted their videos and erased all knowledge of that situation, which is fine. Um, but at the end of the day, people were just going for clicks. They got their clicks, whether the information was true or not. Um, I just, you know, caution people in the future. I had, I was predicting episode three would drop on the 11th. Now it's the 12th, but close enough. Um, and I had a lot of people going after me and even getting kind of aggressive with me and be like, no, there's an email that shows that it's going to be the 18th. And that's where I always just want to kind of smile and wink and say, you know, don't, don't believe everything you see. <laughs> um, you know, we have one listener question this week from Kakarot. Um, it says, do you think year two will be focused on New York city or something different each time? I don't know. Um, this New York city expansion is something that you're probably going to see like once a year. Um, because you know, they've probably been working on this expansion. I imagine before division two even released, um, you know, making that big of an area with that much stuff, um, takes a long time. Now that said, uh, it does kind of set a precedent and say that, hey, we can go, we can do other cities. We can do small parts of other cities. And so, you know, what we learned from Division is that at one point, Division 2, they were considering D.C., New Orleans, and Seattle as locations. Um, I have always thought Chicago would be a cool one as well. So... I think it's one of those things where people maybe should temper their expectations a bit. Um, I think it's really exciting to be excited about this and, and have fun. So the next month or two should be all about warlords and about episode three and all the cool stuff that comes along with that. After that, um, I, th I think it will be good to find out like what their plan is in the future. Cause if they're not doing episodes again, if we're going to the seasonal thing, you know, they're going to add new seasons. They're going to do stuff like that. But I hope that still means that we will be getting new missions here and there. That we will be getting maybe even expansion or new areas to play in here and there. Um, I think how they handle the communication of that and the expectation of that is really important. The fact that we're not getting a year two pass is kind of good. But it also kind of relieves them of some responsibility to put out content. Now, with year one, we found that just because they had the responsibility doesn't mean it was necessarily amazing. So I think getting rid of that whole idea can be okay. But I am still kind of curious, and I'm interested to see how that works out um, over the next year. Because um, now we run into a situation where, so we have, we have seasons and warlords for probably year two. Um, maybe they'll introduce some cool stuff too down the line in year two. So then we hit you know, say a year from now, you know, 2021, will we be getting a uh, division three in 2022? Will we be getting a year three and four of division two? Um, that's where things will, I think are going to be kind of interesting and how they handle that messaging moving forward will be interesting. So I think, it'll, I think year two will probably be focused NYC and stuff happening in DC. I still think that there, um, you know, there's things like 
rebuilding the castle settlement. Um, things that are going to be happening there, dealing with Black Tusk, and um, you know they can probably even add some stuff to NYC. We'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I suspect year two will be focused on what we are seeing, though. Uh, for some content updates, just a reminder about the giveaway. It ends on the 19th. It is for a DZ Division Agent statue. It's actually the whole package um, that came with the DZ edition of the Division 2, but it does not, repeat, does not include the game. Uh, so check that out, and you can look at at Bond Diesel. It's my pinned post on there, and there should be some links wherever you are consuming this podcast. Um, I do have a goal on Patreon of 15 patrons to remove ads from the show entirely. Um, I feel like a lot of people would appreciate that, especially since Anchor, which is who I use for my podcast, boosts the ad volume like 50%. I'm really sorry. I've tried to fix it. I've contacted them. Um, No matter what volume I upload my audio at and no uh, for the podcast, it doesn't change anything. And no matter what volume I upload the ad, which I record separately at, it always plays them at drastically different volumes. It's my only complaint about Anchor. <laughs> but otherwise, they're great. So, you know, help me get rid of the ads. You can check it out. Um, it's patreon.com slash theechocast. I don't have a lot of bonuses for that right now, but I'm more than happy to do them. It's just the ones I had in the past people didn't really seem to care about. So if there's things that you want from being a patron, tell me, and I will probably do it. I just, the things I tried didn't work, uh, and I've just been asking for new ideas. So feel free to check that out. Um, I am Bond Diesel on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Bond Diesel, where I try to stream at least two or three times a week. Um, and if you want some cool The Echo Cast or Bond Diesel merch, check out bonddiesel.live slash merch. That was a lot today. It was actually not that long of a podcast, though. But we'll have plenty to talk about coming up. And that's all I have. So until next time.